first, last, best, worst. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Taylor. I'm Carl, your other host, yeah. Carl Banks. Yeah. In case you were cu- curious of my last name. Yeah, and my name is Taylor Rogers. I also have a last name, and that is what it is. Carl, what's happening with you, man? Uh, not much, man. I do, do want to say I got a show February 11th at Pete's Candy Store and March 13th at Sweet Afton in Astoria. Other than that, uh, I'm chilling, man, playing playing shows, writing songs and everything. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Sober for January, and it's been pretty good. Um, uh, thinking about... I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm fine. <laughs> well, I don't I wanna, have any, no, like nothing. Wanted, inter- no, nothing interesting has happened. I wanted to, to talk about that week. sober thing because I'm doing it too. I'm like, I was planning on maybe doing the year, and I'll tell you that it's like one of the one of the best things about being sober is no longer am I waking up in places where I don't know where I'm at. You yeah, know? I pretty it, well, much well, know every thing, time now. Here's the thing. Maybe the fact that I am sober, I have been sober for two weeks, is uh-huh. why I couldn't come up have like anything an interesting <laughs> thing to say that's probably it so maybe that's one downside is that i don't have any stories anymore and that uh you know my life is boring and <laughs> man, i don't I w- know maybe, maybe i should just start going to like maybe i'll just be like a youth pastor now like maybe that's what <laughs> that's my, that's my yeah i think maybe that's, that's my idea. thing now um now that so you're sober gonna, yeah now that i'm sober <laughs> do you believe in jesus i'm gonna start wearing pleated, uh, pleated dockers now oh, that's cool i like pleated pants the most uh christian of all <laughs> with leg a polo coverings. shirt tucked in i wanted yeah. to talk about something uh, when i wasn't sober though this is by far the weirdest place that i've ever woken up in and it was a uh, a ripley's believe it or not <laughs> in key west florida and uh it was by far the weirdest place so i remember i was worked out in the florida keys and we would go out drinking in key west and one night i went out we always said a dd and i was drunk and and I, I left the group you know and the dd at like three or four in the morning is like dude we're we're going home, you know. I guess we had met these girls. We we're gonna play volleyball with the next day, and we thought maybe uh, they thought maybe I was with them, but I wasn't. I was just wandering around alone. Well, then it gets to be about like five in the morning, and I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, I'm left in Key West, you know. So I was wandering around, and I found this open door. So I open the door, and it's a stairwell. So I go in the stairwell, and I check. I go, you know, it's probably seven floors up, and I check each door, and everyone's locked. I get to the top, and I'm like, well, this is a relatively secure place to sleep. So um, this is, I don't remember thinking this. I'm just, it's very hazy at this point. But so I fall asleep right there in, in what I think is really a, a pretty protected area. You know, I think it's kind of smart, you know. But uh, waking up the next morning, I'm very uncomfortable. You know how you wake up hungover, and I'm like laying on concrete, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm in a stairwell. Well, that's that's weird, you know. And I walk downstairs and I walk out, and I'll be goddamn, it's fucking Ripley's, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, I slept in there all night. And then I didn't. It was like uh, I, before I had a cell phone, so I didn't have a cell phone. I couldn't get a hold of anybody. It was my day off, so I, I had the day off. I could do whatever I want. So I went to the beach, thinking maybe I'd meet the girls that we were supposed to play volleyball with. Couldn't find. Them. I wandered around uh, Key West, the island, all day, and then eventually ran back into my friends who came down the following day, and they're like, holy shit, Jeff, our boss is, like, fucking pissed at you. They, like, they were really scared. They put out a missing persons report, and they called the morgue, and they called the police, and they called the hospital, and I was like, man, I was was chilling in Ripley's, believe it or not. But thankfully, now that I'm not drinking in January, it's like, um, I don't have to worry about that, you know? I just wake up in my own bed. It's kind of nice. Yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> good, good for you. No more, 
No more Ripley's Believe It or Not. No for more. All Carl. For at least this For month, at least this year. Yeah. Maybe yeah, next 2000, year. Yeah, 2018, you're going to be sleeping in all sorts of tourist attractions. <laughs> Ripley's Believe It or Not. Uh, Dollywood. Dollywood. Uh, you know, go, ca- ma- go catch some Z's at uh, south of the border. Yeah. You nope, know? Disneyland, no way, though. They're Wall drug. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wall drug. Okay. So anyway, yeah, this but, is not a podcast <laughs> about where Carl's going to be sleeping. This is No, a it's not. What is this podcast about, Carl? It's about songwriting and We have a songwriter here, actually. One of my favorite. My homegirl, Lily Virginia, is in the studio with us today. How are you doing, Lily? I'm good. I liked that story. <laughs> it was, that was a really good story. It's good once time has passed. Once, once you're like two days out, it's not that good of a story. It's kind of sad, really. Can you get to uh, your first song that you ever wrote? Yes, I can. What's, what's the this name? song called? Yeah, what's the name? Well, it doesn't have a title, but um, it's called My First Song. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, let's get to it. All right, here we go. Well, it's been a long time coming to this path that lies ahead. And I've been a long time humming instead of singing what I should have said. Sun, yeah, it's been sunning, and my shadow stretches out wide. Guitar, well, it's been strumming all the chords that I hold inside. And last time that I heard what I thought he said, the voices bounce around within my head, and I remove myself to the single bed to find some peace and ease. was walking in a different land and everlasting soul searching for the perfect brand now where have i put my keys frida she's been painting all the freedom that she sees and the angels they've been sainting floating in with dust and leaves all the doers they've been doing all the things they saluting face to face and one to one yeah last time that i heard what i thought he said the voices bounce around within my head and i remove myself the single bed to find some peace and ease Ooh, well last time i was strangled with my own hand my conscience was walking in a different land and Everlasting soul searching for the perfect brand Well I toil and I struggle To find some, some release Just to get down on that quicksand And feel my feelings flee Well you know that I Could steal myself away But once my mind said That's where I'm gonna stay Last time that I heard what I thought he said The voices bounce around in, in my head And I remove myself to a single bed To find some peace in these Ooh, last time I was strangled with my own hand My conscience was walking in a different land And everlasting soul searching for the perfect brand
Excellent. Thank Thanks for playing it. Uh, well, how do you feel after you're shaking your head right now? Oh, man, it's embarrassing. It's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> well, you know, once you I wrote that song, uh, I guess, about 15 years ago. So once you know how like a song actually works and the uh-huh. things that you like and you don't like, then you go back to your past work and it's sometimes a little bit hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of the whole fun of this uh, this show. Uh, where were you at um, physically when you wrote this and kind of mentally too? So, I mean, I think why I still do have some love for this song is that it was it was kind of like the moment where a song just came to me and I was like, oh my God, I'm a songwriter. Um, I was hanging out with some friends. It was high school. I came back after hanging out with them and I was in the kitchen and all of a sudden like this song came to me and I just like wrote it down. Um, and where was, where'd you go to high school? I went to Berkeley High School. I'm from Berkeley, California. So... Um, yeah. So, so you were already playing music before. I wasn't actually. You weren't. So I just I wasn't playing guitar. I'd done like six years of piano terribly when I was yeah. younger, um, as one does. And then I quit. And then it'd been years since I was playing music. Um, but I was actually a couple years prior to that. I started doing a martial art from Brazil called capoeira, and that is kind of you are doing this dancing, fighting kind of play in the middle of a circle of people singing these songs and there's a lot of rhythm going on and there's kind of like this amazing energy. So I kind of, I mean, I do attribute a lot of my kind of renewed interest in music um, to being surrounded by it literally. Um, And then just, it came out of me. So you wrote the song just straight on paper and then, yes. (laughs) And then started to put music to it. How, how did that process uh, well, I didn't play guitar at that point. I, mm-hmm. I sang it. So I like had the melody and everything. And then I didn't start. I took started taking guitar lessons about a few months later. Um, so in the process before I started taking guitar, I wrote like all of these songs that were just melody only. And then I was like, oh, I probably should have something accompanying me. Um, and those would have been really good contenders for the worst song. But, you know, for some reason, I happen to have lost that notebook. You burned it. Probably. Well, that's cool. So what, uh, what, what were your early influences, you know, uh, musically, besides, you know, the, uh, the Brazilian dance fighting? Um, yeah. Um, I, so where I grew up, um, is this really particular place called Berkeley. It's, uh, San Francisco Bay area. And there's a lot of influence of world culture in general. Um, so at home, you know, my parents would listen to like a lot of Latin music, um, kind of just music from all over the world. Um, and then we also, my dad really liked kind of like a lot of Western country. So he was really into the Eagles um, and also, you know, a lot of female singer songwriters like Joni Mitchell. Um, and uh, then we also like we listened to Ella Fitzgerald on repeat a lot, a lot of kind of like classic, you know, the Cole Porter school of songwriting. You got to like a everything rhymes, first chorus, first chorus, bridge chorus. Um, same thing with the Beatles. Um, so you're saying we at this point. So this is kind of how your parents influenced you. Yeah. And yeah. then what were sort of like your own, like branching away from that, what were your like specific influences? I mean, were you like 
Fiona Apple, <laughs> that type of thing? Um, well, the first CD I ever bought was Alanis Morissette, Jagged yes. Little Pill. Oh, my God. I love that <laughs> album so much. I also, one of my firsts also was um, a Jay-Z album, and I didn't know at the time that, like, the, like, bleeps and stuff were covering up for swear words. <laughs> <laughs> so then I got the album, and it was like, fuck this, da, 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 da. can yeah. I get a fuck you? And I was like, what? what? That's not how the song goes. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah, you should have emailed Jay Z and be like, "Listen, someone, someone is really uh, misrepresenting you. Someone is taking all your nice bleeps and put curse words in there." I know. I would have written him on like my AOL email. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, also there's like a big influence of hip hop, and Mm so. Once I kind of hit middle school, I started listening to just the radio and like grunge was in and hip hop was in and I listened Mm -hmm. to basically a lot of different things. Um, Then in high school, um, I started getting more into like the indie folk scene and just um, like this like women's post-punk band called Slater Kinney and Carrie Brownstein. Mm -hmm. Now she's on Portlandia and all Mm -hmm. of that. But um, I've seen them. They're awesome. Amazing. They're so good. so yeah, but then also like I just listened to everything. I was obsessed. I listened to Jimi Hendrix. I listened to like this and that, and yeah. um, it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. So this song was written in high school yeah. time. Yeah, I wrote this when I was sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. And yeah. when did when did you start playing guitar? I started a few months afterwards oh, cool. um, when I became wow. a parent that I was a songwriter. Wow! So this song really did it for you. Yeah, huh? that was yeah. that was like the real like turning point though that. Yeah, the first performance of this song before I started playing guitar was at my sister's bat mitzvah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like a month later, and we're like, this is a good idea. I should yeah. just sing Did this. Did you sing it a cappella? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess you had to, because what are you... <laughs> yeah. Did everyone face you and like... Yeah. Yeah, that was my, that was my breakout moment. <laughs> how, how did that feel? How did that first taste of... Uh... The first taste fame of fame like and glory. Fame yeah. and glory. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was very exhilarating for yeah. sure. I mean, even now, you know, now that I play guitar, like singing without playing, you know, you feel really kind of bare. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you know, there's all these other people playing right. music around you. You forget your guitar. <sighs> yeah, we'll get to that story <laughs> later. Um, but yeah, I, I mean. I also remember when I was in high school, like, I would, like, perform for, you know, hours secretly in front of the mirror (laughs) (laughs) Um, and just, like, sing. And I was obviously a pop star at that moment. Uh So, um, (laughs) yeah. Well, let's move forward to uh, the latest work because now you are a pop star. Well, you know. I mean, you're, you're on a, you're on an actual podcast. Oh yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> no Things are looking up. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Can you set this one up for us? Yes. So this one is called California Freedom, um, and I I wrote it. Um, so this is like my last kind of fully developed song. I've mm-hmm. been kind of writing for the past six months here and there, but I was focusing on an album release, so I didn't really get to do too much writing um so this song um this song was kind of like i i set myself up in my living room and 
and uh, and basically like I just needed to like express. I just I wasn't mm-hmm. sure where it was going, and all of a sudden like I was just like I need to just like get a song out, and like so there was kind of an aspect of exploring freedom, but um, it took me in a whole different direction that I wasn't expecting. Oh, cool, cool. Let's hear it. All right. That's great. That was beautiful. So that that's something that you've written uh, in the past couple months. Yes. Cool. Uh, start to finish. Did you have like some ideas 
did you have ideas for this song like that predate that and then it all came together in the last couple of months or did you just like start to finish very it was, recently? It was pretty much a start to finish um, song, which is pretty rare. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was kind of like, um, you know, I was, I was in this uh, album release process for a really long time. And so a lot of my mental energy was going to that and I didn't have a creative outlet. And so finally, when I set aside this afternoon to just write and to express, like I was only planning on doing it. I was like, Oh, let me just, let me just ease into this. And then it was like, no, I like have to finish. Yeah. Floodgates came um, open. Yeah. Which was really, I mean, um, so I wrote it during the summer and this was, um, during a time when, uh, as you remember, there's a lot of police shootings going on, um, and the Black Lives Matter was starting to, to have a voice. Um, and so this was kind of in that era of like, there's feeling all, like all these emotions and feeling like a need for freedom and a need for freedom for, for everybody in the United States. Um, just really feeling very upset by um by the police shootings so i i didn't know that i was going to be going there um when i started it i you know it's very upbeat and you have this idea that you're like driving to california which for Mm -hmm. me being from there it's like it's it's not only a place it's always kind of like a state of mind and like this like magical wonderland where you can be free yeah there's so many songs about california Mm -hmm. it's like of all the, it gets way more songs written about it than any other state. Way more than Jersey. Way more than Jersey. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen alone has actually, yeah, I guess thirty five. Yeah, songs I guess Jersey might might actually be overrepresented too. No one's really writing songs about Rhode Island though. <laughs> next, that's next up on my list. How did yeah. you know? <laughs> you could just tell. Uh, but okay, so you put out this album. Uh, you're you're a completely independent artist. Did you find it hard to this song came after that um, sort of that state of mind. You find it hard to write during um, during the time when you're putting an album up. I mean, very much so. It seems like it would be difficult. Yeah, it's it's hard to. It's not only like you need just time to write, so you need to be able to have the time flexibility to say, "Oh yes, I every day I'm going to write for an hour." Um, when you're putting out an album, you have like negative time. Mm. Um, but then also just like the way that your brain has to work to like just be organized which is pretty hard for me (laughs) it takes a lot of a lot of brain power to like stay organized that like i i can't switch between that and the create the creative brain very easily um which is is challenging because as a as an independent artist what you want is to ultimately be creating um, and that's, at least for me, is the sweet spot is, is the songwriting part. And then knowing that I'm going to be able to perform that song for people that want to hear it. Yeah. And they sort of morph into meaning different things and you play them yeah. different ways. But the moment of conception is really um, yeah. key and yeah. the, the best part of it. Uh, going back to the song itself, um, I, think it's, uh, I think it's really interesting because uh, one of our previous guests, Holly Overton, also had a song uh uh a fairly upbeat number that was referencing like the police violence over the summer mm-hmm. uh so i guess there was really you kind of see it in the uh you know that was what was in the atmosphere and still is you know but yeah. especially in the summer when it was all going down and that's to kind of see the uh 
the uh, the runoff from that as you know seeing two different guests you know come in with with songs about it um but uh yeah it's cool you so you're using uh, let's talk a little bit about your your rig right now um you've got a really cool harmony guitar thank you how'd you get that can you is there a story behind that um yeah i had a friend who had a a pretty kind of mediocre harmony but it was so cool and he was like you have to play this guitar like this is your next sound and uh, for those of you who are listening and not in this room with us which are probably most (laughs) people um this harmony is a hollow body so you know you might see a harmony or like a hollow body guitar in a lot of country Mm -hmm. um a lot of country artists would play like a they have the there's like two kind of swervy cuts in the in the body and it's a little bit bigger the f-hole the f-hole yeah exactly and it's sunbursted yeah maybe you would call it a cognac burst oh yeah i I don't know do you you do do you have a name for your guitar no it's my well yeah yeah it's it's my guitar but if it did have (laughs) if it it did have a name it would definitely be a double name it would be like mary lynn oh yeah betsy lou yeah that's like it's that's like that's a betsy lou guitar yeah for sure if it had a name i'm not gonna be so presumptuous as to (laughs) that's pretty good though that's pretty good name someone else's guitar bobby Uh, joe (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but, I think it's a she. So it's cool because you got this this uh, beautiful vintage uh, harmony um, guitar, and then you're running it through this space robot machine. <laughs> um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. So um, when I play live, um, I I like to put my guitar and my vocals through just basically an effects box, and um, it's called a TC Helicon Voice Live 3 for all of you people that are techie techie and and nerdy. (laughs) Um, But what I love about it... You can't buy it yet. It's from the future. (laughs) (laughs) No, you you can buy it on... Bloop, 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 bloop. (laughs) You can buy it on the internet. Um, But yeah, it it allows me to, for each song, decide exactly like how I want it to sound, not just like in terms of guitar tone, but like, do I want delay? Do I want reverb? Do I want harmonies? So you were hearing some of the harmonies um, that I programmed into it. And also I have um, what's called an expression pedal. So that allows me to kind of bring in the effects that I want in and out. Yeah, Um, yeah, because you were rolling in that, that, um, that harmony. Yeah. uh, Doubling thing. Which is hard to do if your feet, if your hands and your mouth are both employed singing and playing guitar. So it's nice to have like something that you can do with your feet. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's for the music that I make. Um, it's really important for me to have just a very like human aspect. Even when I bring in technology, like I want it to feel, I just, I want to make people feel connected to the song and I don't want the technology to get in the way. I just want it to enhance kind of the vibe. Yeah. Um, that's cool, but it, you know it, it's cool because it does give you a uh, a way of sort of um, you know filling out and like adding like a interesting texture and you know sort of like kind of avant garde element to you know. Ooh, I like that. I mean, <laughs> it, it is like it's cool. You had some like weird weird noises, you know, fading in and out. You know, mm-hmm. it's like sort of uh, like uncanny, like that real deep sound. It's sort Thanks. of like a uh, uh, Saint Vincent. Some of her like more recent stuff. Thanks. I got a little I, bit of that vibe. I, I really like and admire St. Vincent. Um, I think, you know, just to bring it back to the song itself and the way that technology can interact with the meaning of a song. Um, so the, the low harmony is basically my voice dropped an octave. Um, and then 
also you have other um i put in other harmonies as well there's about three different harmonies um but i think like when at least for me thinking about the black lives matter movement and thinking about freedom in general and race in the united states um we have such a rich tradition of black music um that's that's present throughout all of our music through pop through rock through country um and i i've been personally really influenced most of most of the singers that i grew up listening to and admired were black women um and so just all right So, yeah, a lot of the singers that I admired growing up were black women. And um, and I, I all, I'm I naturally a soprano, but I, I kind of trained myself to sing lower because those, a lot of the registers that they were singing in, that was always beautiful to me. Um, but I wanted this kind of full um, kind of choral sound, um, a l- less choral and more kind of like, um, just like influenced by the blues. Mm-hmm. And I think some of some of that those feelings that um we've we have in american music through through black culture so i wanted to pay reference and and uh tribute to that we like to talk about process um you have a preset patch for pretty much each song right. is that right yeah uh so when you're practicing it requires you to practice with with your board here yeah i forget what the name of it is it's okay Just <laughs> what is call it called it a spaceship <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, you got to practice with a spaceship so i mean but that literally requires you to sit in your room or your living room with this and 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 preset all these things yeah it's time consuming is what i'm getting at yeah time Seems. consuming but it's also like very i mean and this is how most i think a lot of artists are it's like you have an intention behind everything that you do there's a meaning behind the reason why you have like a delay or that effect or that Sometimes you just like it, but mm-hmm. sometimes like there's there's a kind of um, logical process that why you decide on certain things or not. And you're playing with a band a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, then how does that work? How do you take this then to the band? Things that you work on. I mean, do, does your setup change? Um, my much? setup doesn't really change very much. I mean, this song I've only really played solo, um, so I might have to adjust things like take out some effects because they kind of take on the place of a second instrument, right? right? Um, so if I have a full band behind me, I don't need it as much. Um, but usually at least the other songs that are on my record, like the, the, um, effects are pretty minimal. Like I wouldn't say that my music is minimalistic, but it's just very intentional. At least this past record, I wanted everything to kind of have its place. Um, so each instrument doesn't overplay and right. my effects also don't overplay. There's just maybe pedaling and a delay here or reverb there. Cool. And uh, that you're talking about your last album. Um, your best song is from that album? It is correct. What's the, what's, <laughs> what, what do you think is your best song? Um, my best song, um, at least in my interpretation, is called All Night. All Night. Would you like to play it for I w- us? I would like to play I would it for to you. It. I mean, I've heard it a million times, but not a million. I would say 25. Oh, 20, <laughs> that's a good answer. Thanks for that correction, Colin. <laughs> I just, I don't want to really be too hyperbolic it. on No, the, uh, accuracy is very important. <laughs> we're very into accuracy. <laughs> cool. All right. This is called All Night, and this is how it goes. <laughs> Thank you. 
Let's escape the city Drive four miles Just pick me up pretty We can take a while Do you? 
Excellent. Thank you. Awesome. I love that. that. Uh, you got a lot of uh, jazzy chords in there. <laughs> so you go from, from not playing guitar at all, writing songs, to mm-hmm. now you're playing minor sevenths, major sevenths, uh, two-finger chords. I don't even yeah. know what some I mean, of those yeah, are. I mean, yeah, I got to say it, man. I love the... Uh, I love the uh, the major to minor. Yeah, I love move. that too. It's just I mean you can't overuse it. Yeah, you've used you it two, on two different songs now. Oh yeah, it's my new I, thing. Yeah, <laughs> good. I like it. No, I I mean they both sound great, uh, but it, it is I think it's a really I just love that. Thank love you. that little trick. And on this song, you're you're bouncing all over the neck. I know people mm-hmm. can't really tell, but you can hear it. Uh, you're bouncing all over the neck when you're writing something like that. Um, do you have in mind where you want to go on the on the guitar, or you kind of let the song lead you? Um, this song was pretty challenging for me. Um, I I had that first like very a, a typical thing that I will do is and then bring it up. it up and I love this chord and then I always love going between like for instance C and D which is what I just did there or like if you don't know about music but you basically have A through uh efg (laughs) it's the alphabet um but yeah i mean i i i do that frequently so it was kind of like i started this song and i felt like it really had potential but i was also stuck doing similar patterns that Mm -hmm. i was having i don't remember um how i got to um in the chorus you'll hear a key change um which i never do because it's tricky (laughs) um at least for me it's not something i usually do um so i i was working with alessio romano who's my drummer friend and kind of helps me with like as a musical director um we felt like the song needed to go somewhere so i knew that it had to go somewhere Mm -hmm. um and then i think i just like was like let me just try this chord and it took a whole new um whole new turn but in terms of like the jazzy chords and that sort of thing um i studied abroad for a year in argentina and brazil um and i took guitar there and i also took um classical flamenco guitar lessons Mm. in college um and so like i never got completely good at any one style so it's kind of just like this mix (laughs) of a bunch of yeah of a bunch of different techniques you're playing on your right hand you're playing uh bare fingers today Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of times you play picking fingers like a hybrid type of picking too don't you isn't that right i used to used to you don't do that so much anymore when i was strumming more Mm -hmm. but now because i've been doing a lot more finger picking i think on the first ep a lot of that was more like strummed kind of uh classic mm-hmm. acoustic guitar right um but yeah i mean i think also why i loved this finding this guitar um was i was experimenting with playing a classical guitar through like some effects like a delay pedal mm-hmm. um and i realized i wanted to be electric but i wanted to have that flexibility of being able to do finger picking so yeah. this guitar was kind of like the perfect way to go it's one of my biggest pet peeves when i'm playing shows because um a lot of times they're used to a guitar player playing with a pick you know uh-huh. and I, I i need a lot of volume because i'm playing with my bare fingers right. i don't even have fingernails mm-hmm. and they're like they're they have me the sound guy has me at a level that's like you know just acoustic guitar with a pick and right. i'm like man i need like four times that <laughs> i would much rather be too loud and me mess with it myself than yeah. the opposite where i because yeah. sometimes you need that when you're barely touching with your finger and you yeah. need that volume. Totally, totally. But you, you, I'm sorry, you mentioned this earlier um, that you wanted to tell this story later and I want you to tell it now mm-hmm. um, uh, about 
maybe playing a gig without your guitar. Oh God. <laughs> well, I guess this is the this is the podcast where I reveal all my embarrassing <laughs> moments. That's, <laughs> that, what, that's what we're yeah. going for. We're about, I mean, you know, being an artist about being vulnerable. Mm -hmm, so yeah. um, this summer, um, I had a gig with my band, and uh, I had invited some like you know people that. I thought were highly important <laughs> in the industry, um, as well as highly important friends that were there. Uh, was Where were you playing? I was playing at Rockwood Music Hall, stage two, which was like a big deal for me. And it was hot. It was a really hot day. <laughs> so I like went home after doing um, two sing-alongs, because that's how I spend my daytime hours of singing to babies um so i did two sing-alongs i went home to grab my gear and like take a shower didn't have very much time and another band like happened to be playing the same night they were from out of town and they knew me and they're like dude we like forgot all of our gear will you please help us <laughs> like will you bring some guitar pedals and like can we borrow your guitar and all of these sorts of things um so i had a lot of gear and uh, my partner was like, okay, let's drive. I'll, I'll help you carry stuff. So she grabbed my guitar case and I grabbed everything else. And um, turns out I hadn't put my guitar in, <laughs> in my guitar case. case oh. But she didn't know that it was exceptionally light. <laughs> uh, we got there about, you know, Rockwood gives you about 15 minutes to do sound yeah. checks. So I get there about, you know, 20 minutes before the show starts and I have zero guitar. Oh my God. It's like a nightmare. It's like <laughs> being in front of your class without your pants on. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. It felt, well, let me get to what okay, I I'm actually sorry. did. So furthermore, I also, I can't tell a story in chronological order. I'm going <laughs> to jump back a few days prior. My drummer had like taken a weekend away, just get out of the city and went with a cabin with some of his friends and he fell down a flight of stairs. So <laughs> already he was like, okay, He's I can play injured. the gig, but I can only play one with one hand and, <laughs> and like, we're going to have to take a break after every full band song to do <laughs> to, do, or to do like to do his stretches and then also for me to like play a solo song oh, okay. or like right. play a duo song uh -huh. so i was already like nervous about this gig it's super hot out and we show up and there's no guitar um luckily you know my i have a guitarist in my band who was able to um lend me his guitar for some of the solo stuff mm -hmm. but then for the other ones i just was like okay well here I am, <laughs> I'm going to sing, and I'm going to dance, and I'm going to try and figure out what to do with my hands. <laughs> and, uh, How did it go? Um, I'm still kind of traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, uh, I'm glad that we could uh, yeah, force bring you to relive it. I didn't, I didn't uh, get that. I didn't, get, didn't sign up to that, to that label. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I'm sorry to bring it up. It's just like, that's fucking show business right there yeah. for you. It's just like somebody helping you out. And uh -huh. you, yeah, like they... She wouldn't know that your guitar case is light, but that would be right. something that you would just know immediately. Yeah. Well, oh, when I took it out of the the back of the guitar, I was like, oh, out of the car, uh -huh. I was like, oh, oh no, God. oh no. Was the, was the other band supposed to use that guitar? Yeah, but they fi they figured out something okay. else, and I was like, I brought everything. You'd besides think that the guitar would have just a guitar yeah. somewhere. I know, no, I know, that is true. And um, I haven't played there since. So. <laughs> so, uh, that was your worst show. Yeah, that was my worst show. So, you know what, though? It wasn't, 
it was a very memorable show. And I, what I discovered from that show was that some of the songs worked really well without me playing guitar. Uh-huh. And that I really so... enjoy dancing. I mean, I already knew that I like to dance, but I like that that expression as a part of performance so that was interesting that's cool but i wish it had been under a little bit easier (laughs) circumstance yeah i mean i think yeah those situations like are really shitty but a lot of times the most end up you know in retrospect being uh very helpful and you know memorable memorable. very memorable and also give you perspective and you know you know help you help you get a you know a little bit yeah just some more perspective on what you're doing um, uh, I guess so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was your worst show, and you don't you don't only sometimes play bad shows. Sometimes you also write bad material. Oh so yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's delve yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah. the collective yeah. Yeah, every, everyone does, but you do too because yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you're gonna um, play one right now. I'm gonna yeah. play my worst song right now. What's this one called? This one is called heartbreaker <laughs> and a quick caveat that uh when taylor and i decided to do this <laughs> podcast this was one of the specifically the songs that i was thinking of because this is what i thought was lily's first song she had played it for me before and um i was like oh that would be perfect if we had people play the first song and then taylor came up with the idea of first last best worst so uh this is kind of inspiration for this podcast oh thanks Carl. Yeah, was, this song is so bad that we <laughs> I don't we think had it's to bad. like yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. bad. It's so <laughs> terrible that it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so bad it's inspirational. It's, yeah, right. Yeah. And that's that's what my job here is as an artist. I want to inspire you. Well, we thank you. You're yeah, welcome. <laughs> All right. Here comes Heartbreaker. I can't wait to qualify this song after I play it. <laughs> He was an artist He used to hang around this place I never saw him But he was warm and filled the space He really liked me And he told me over tea So then I dropped him Just a candy much too sweet Well, I don't care if I'm wrong to let them down, no, I don't care if I'm wrong to let them go. I've been preoccupied with thoughts about myself. I am a heartbreaker. This is a warning for your health. (laughs) And then a skier. She couldn't keep my beat So now I'm watching Yeah, the way your body moves Yeah, you see me From your spot across the room Well, I This is a warning for your health 
Oh my god, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Even made you laugh a little bit. I did. Yeah. I did. I think that that's a very interesting corollary to a lot of songs by uh, a lot of classic male rock and rollers, mm-hmm. you know, talking about like, oh, she's an evil woman, uh, oh, like she's a heartbreaker, like uh-huh. she treated me so mean. It's nice to kind of get a song from the other side of the, per, uh, you know, across the aisle where you're just like, yeah, like <laughs> I'm a heartbreaker. You know, it's like, and I, yeah, well, no, it's cool. It's like, a, you know. Well, it's completely wrong, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's did all. You, uh, did you sit down with your fiance and play this for her before <laughs> just to let her know what was going on? What's going on? Um, okay, so the reason that you thought this song was my first song uh-huh. is because that I wrote it when I was 17. <laughs> so this was a uh, this was a fantasy song of me being a badass, ah, which <laughs> yeah. never really came never. to fruition. <laughs> I don't know. You're pretty badass. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. You know? Yeah. So cool. You, so, so you intended, from a young age, you intended to be, like, kind of a bad person. <laughs> but <laughs> you just never really got it together, and you ended up being nice. So yeah. that song is no longer accurate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you um, for highlighting yeah. my failure. Yeah. <laughs> So you wrote it when you were 17. I wrote it when I was 17. And uh, was it a one time, like you sat down and wrote it, or you were going on and on in your head about how much of a heartbreaker you wanted to be? Mm, Well, I don't really remember anything anymore um, now that I'm out of my 20s. Um, And You don't even smoke a lot of weed. I don't. Uh, as as that that's what you think. Okay, I, didn't I know. smoke weed all the time. <laughs> I'll I mean, have I, you know, <laughs> I had a hit the other week. <laughs> Could you sleep for two days? That's not um, not meth. Mom and dad. Uh, um, where was I? I forget. To oh, oh, how did I write this song? Oh, you yeah. know, when I was when I was writing when I was younger, I I feel like. I would do more of like the sit down and write it all in one mm-hmm. go. Um, I like I was pretty tied to just like first chorus, first chorus, bridge chorus. That's how song goes. Boom, done. Um, and uh, I think now as I've grown more neurotic, it's taken me longer. <laughs> or at least just like when you've been writing for a long time, when you're younger, you just want kind of want to get it out and mm-hmm. like you you're just experimenting and you're trying different things, but um now i think i'm i'm a little more self-critical yeah for you better or for right. worse makes, yeah well that makes I don't sense know. There, there's a there's a delicate balance there yeah you know? for sure because if i if i if i was thinking things all the time when i was younger i would never writ- have written heartbreaker and where right. would we be and now we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we wouldn't have this podcast i know <laughs> Total inspiration. <laughs> well, we really appreciate yeah. you, you coming in. Is there some stuff that we could uh, plug for you? Um, do you have any shows coming up? Um, I am taking a little bit of a break from playing. Cool. Um, you just went on tour? I went on Where tour. Where can people find your music? They can find it on the internet. Um, you can follow me on Spotify or um, my website has my album, lilyvirginia.com. So it's Lily like the flower, Virginia like the state. And um, yeah, Find me on the internet. So I'm just going to be kind of hibernating and writing new things, and um, so hopefully in the spring we'll we'll see what that brings about. Thanks so much for joining us. That's uh, that's it for us. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to first, last, best, worst. Please look us up online. Uh, we are on iTunes and SoundCloud. 
uh, like us, review us, subscribe to us, uh, tell all your friends about us, and uh, we will see you next time. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, uh, our email is flbwpodcast at gmail.com. So we, we love getting mail. Love to hear from you. Also, I have a show February 11th, Pete's Candy Store. I'm going to be Carl in Banks. L.A. in February 25th-ish and March 13th at Sweet Afton in Astoria. All right, guys. Take it easy. We're going to have Miss Lily Virginia play us out here with a song called Deep Dreaming. Peace. Slows until it starts unraveling like old clothes falling down around my feet. Like I'm standing here naked in the moonlight, knees shaking to the rhythm of my eyesight. Deep dreaming got me open, got me walking up. I'm deep dreaming of, deep dreaming of the truth that I've been running from. I'm deep dreaming of, deep dreaming. Seeking shelter Go farther out to see where it gets calmer Dive away down under me till I feel normal Slowly start to really get immortal We get immortal Deep dreaming got me open, got me walking